So Pastor Randy is out of town this weekend with his family, but you guys are in for a treat today. And I'll be honest, you better strap up and get ready because the word of God is coming. I want to introduce back to the stage someone who God is using in a mighty way to unify and to change this community. So if you will give and join with me in a warm journey welcome for Pastor Michael Trogdon. Any Jesus lovers in here this morning? Yes, sir. Uh, are there three or four more Jesus lovers in here this morning? <laughs> hey, I need you to stand with me real quick. Come on. Stand with me. Get everything out of your hands, please. Now that there's no music, there's no songs, I just want you to lift your right hand, lift your left hand to the Lord, and I want you to just press into his presence for just a few moments and just offer up a thanksgiving. You don't have to be loud. Just be sincere. Come on. Just honor the Lord with the fruit of your lips and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Come on. He's an amazing father. Tell him how awesome he is. Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible privilege, Lord, to be in your presence with the amazing people of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Okay, now sit down. Let me preach. Glory to God. Again, I'm just honored. Um, I honor your pastor, a friend of mine, my brother in Christ, and I'm just so grateful. And I I don't take this, this lightly. I'm just, I'm humbled to be able to stand in this place to share the word of God with you today. Amen. Just had an awesome time in the earlier service. If you have your Bibles, we're in John chapter 20. Going to read verses 19 through 23. And then we'll, we'll walk into this. Amen. Whew. So the Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed, him, showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Powerful passage of Scripture. I want to talk to you for just a few moments from the thought, move, I am moving from this place. I am moving from this place. And I want to start by saying this. I just want to jump right into this. Jesus is about to step on the other side of that door that you're hiding behind. But it appears not only as Jesus, but as the Lord. The Greek word for the Lord is, is Kyrios, and it speaks to his full deity as God, the Son. So the manifested Son of God is about to step on the other side of that door that you are hiding behind. I need you to walk with me today. He'll step on the other side of what you're hiding behind because that place either has or will become a familiar place and will rob you of your kingdom purpose and your destiny. A familiar place is somewhere that you have grown accustomed to functioning in and have become comfortable, though it's not at all beneficial. You may have heard the popular phrase, familiarity breeds contempt. This phrase simply means that what once was a desirable place has lost its luster. In other words, I'm here just because it's convenient. It's comfortable. I know my way around this place. Not here because I'm being stretched or challenged. I'm just comfortable. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's a dangerous place because it will rob you of years of your life without you realizing how much time is actually elapsed. Before you know it, you're wondering, what have I been doing with my life? What have I been doing with the last five to 10 years of my life while I'm in this familiar place? Familiarity will give birth to a spirit of regret as you consider where you are as opposed to where you feel like you're supposed to be. Regret has the capacity to paralyze you and cause you to become bitter. And there are so many people in the body of Christ that's been victimized by a spirit of regret. And you're asking yourself questions like, what if I had only done different? What if I had only made a different decision? Whew. The spirit of regret will paralyze you because you see where you should be and then you see where you are. Thank you, Jesus, that he, he makes all things new. Praise God. Hallelujah that by the blood of Jesus, every lost minute of your life can be redeemed as though it were never lost. But here's the thing. This is what I need you to hear. Your, your thing, your it, it creates locked doors. Those doors manifest in various ways. However, their assignment is to keep you. I'm talking about the real you. I'm not talking about the you that you show everybody else. The purpose of that, that locked door is to keep you concealed and to keep you contained. In other words, there's a harvest in your belly, but there's something that you're hiding behind that keeps you from manifesting and you can't go forth. So those doors manifest in, in various ways. And so you come to church and you put on, sometimes you put on this religious stuff so that people feel like that everything in your life is flowing when you know it's not. It's important to define what those locked doors are that you are hiding behind because you cannot conquer what you will not confront and you cannot confront it until you give it an identity. You have to expose it for what it is. You have to tell yourself the truth. And, and for some of you, it's fear. But for some of you, it's hurt. It's woundedness. For some of you, it's unforgiveness. It becomes so easy to justify staying stuck in what you're afraid to change. But change requires risk and sometimes discomfort. However, change is a part of advancement. You have to move. You have to take steps. And you have to say to yourself, I'm moving from this place. You cannot allow it to rob another day of your life. And I say your because some of you put on your hurt every day. Some of you have owned your hurt. You have owned your unforgiveness. You have owned your fear. So, so every day when you get up to start your day, you dress yourself in the very thing that keeps you hidden and concealed. Hmm. So Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 says this. It says, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priest, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. You have to go. You've got to move. You absolutely cannot stay in this familiar place 
anymore. Hallelujah. You have a life to live. You have a God to glorify. And just like the scripture says, when you see the priest and he's bearing the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant is symbolic of the Spirit of God. In other words, when your man of God, when your pastor is preaching the Word of God under the anointing of God, you've got to decide at that time, enough is enough. I'm not staying in this place anymore. I'm moving from this place because my destiny is waiting for me to arrive. So later down in Joshua chapter 3, the Bible talks about how when the priests went, because the Bible says that the water overflowed its banks because it was harvest time, but the priests, they bared the Ark of the Covenant, and when they went and they stepped their foot just in the brim of the water, the Bible talks how, how the waters just opened up. 25 miles back, the waters opened up so that the children of Israel could walk across, and as long as the priests were in the water, all of the children of Israel were able to walk across on dry ground. The water of hurt and the water of fear and the water of unforgiveness may be overflowing its banks in your world. Moving forward may seem like a scary thing to do. However, the word and the anointing are passing before you and they will part your waters and give you firm footing. Once you take the first step, Holy Spirit will make your steps sure. Listen, the, the hardest step is the first step, but once you make the first step, Holy Spirit will come alongside you and he will make your steps so sure. Some of you, oh my God, some of you are trying to function in this season without having dealt with the pain of your past season. Today, you've got to let this altar become the place of internal healing. Today, you've got to give to God what you cannot handle on your own. Today, you have to decide to be free. It's hard to move in a now season when you have cords that are tying you to your past season. And sometimes that past is riddled with hurt and it's riddled with pain. It's it's riddled with all of this unforgiveness and it's time for you to decide, I'm gonna walk into my new season and I'm not gonna allow the pain of my past to hinder my destiny. (laughs) Jesus says, Father, if it be your will, let this cuff pass from me. His flesh did not want to go through all that he had to go through. However, Jesus had a nevertheless locked up in him. Jesus had a not my will, but your will be done moment. And because he did, he is now sitting down at the right hand of the Father with a name that is above every name. Ah, if you can just get on the right side of nevertheless, your destiny is so much greater than your Gethsemane. You need to say to yourself, I am moving from this place. Again, I love that worship song because there is not a name given among men that is greater than the name of Jesus Christ. If whatever you're going through, if you can give it a name, the name of Jesus is greater. It's greater than your hurt. It's greater than your pain. And it's greater than your unforgiveness. Somebody say out of your mouth right now, I'm moving from this place. Sometimes opportunity is wrapped up in in the unfamiliar, and because we can't assess what it is, we choose rather to stay where it's comfortable rather than to venture into something unknown. We talked about how 2 Kings chapter 7 there Samaria had been besieged. There was a famine. There was no food. There was no provision. There was no nothing. 
The Bible talks about these four lepers and how they stood outside the camp of the adversary. And they said, this is what they said. They said, why sit we here until we die? I need that to just resonate in you. Why sit we here until we die? Because inside the camp of the enemy is unlimited provision. So the lepers are saying, well, if we, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go there, we might die. So we don't know what's, what it's going to be. So they, they make the decision that they're going to go into the camp of the enemy. And when they go into the camp of the enemy, all of the enemy had been dispersed because God sent a panic in the camp and everyone that they thought was there was not there. The only thing that was there was unlimited provision. Sometimes... We fear what we assume, not what we know. And we spend years of our lives staying in a place of familiarity because of what we assume is out there instead of what we know is out there. And then when we get to the end of it, we ask ourselves questions like, why did I allow this to keep me stuck for so long? It's not at all what I thought it was going to be. Whew. Somebody need to say, I'm moving from this place. Because listen to me, listen. The prophet of the Lord says, by this time tomorrow, everything was going to shift. That's what he said uh, in Samaria. He says, by this time tomorrow, it's going to be unlimited provision. Everything is going to shift. Listen, let me say something to you. You can stay. You can stay where you are and no one will fault you for it or you can decide to move into your destiny. Because <laughs> the Lord is here today to break some things off your life. He's here to deliver you from fear. He's here to deliver you from hurt and unforgiveness. He wants to cut the cord that keeps you tied to past seasons. It's time to move past the past seasons of your life. It's time to move into the destiny of God. So you need to allow the Holy Spirit to sever those cords that keep you tied to your past. Boy, you are quiet in this house. I shared with them, I shared with him this morning that um, one of my sons, who's, um, he's learning to drive. He's, uh, he's gaining some momentum in that process. But one day we were driving and he looked in the rearview mirror and he got, he got nervous because there were several cars behind him. And he's thinking that, that he's, he's, he's negatively impacting the cars that are behind him. And I said to him, I said, son, what's behind you has no power over your life. only what's in front of you. There's a reason why the rearview mirror is so much smaller than your front windshield. Because Holy Spirit wants you to focus on your destiny, not your past. And there's nothing in your past that can have power over your life unless you give it permission to have power over your life. Jesus says, I make all things new. So it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what the enemy's still trying to vomit and throw into your life. What's in your past has no power over you unless you give it permission. Somebody say out of your mouth, I'm moving from this place. Hallelujah. <laughs> you have to be careful who you talk to in your hard places because some people will reinforce your pain. 
They will reinforce your hurt. You've got to talk to people that will not keep you stuck. You've got to talk to people that will throw you a lifeline to pull you out of that quicksand. Amen. Because well-meaning people will tell you why it makes sense to stay where you are. They don't have anything against you. They're not being malicious. They just can't see what God is trying to do in your life. And if you talk to the wrong person, your destiny will be aborted because God didn't give them the vision. He gave it to you. And because some people can't see where God is trying to take you, when you start sharing something with them that's bigger than you are, they're going to tell you all the reasons why that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, again, when the children, when those four lepers get inside the camp, the enemy had already been dealt with. What if those four lepers had given in to logic? Because logic suggested that it didn't make sense to go into the enemy's camp. But logic is the enemy of advancement. When you live your life controlled by logic, you won't do much in your life. If you live your life, the Bible says, the Bible says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So when the Bible says casting down imaginations, that word imaginations comes from the original word logismos, which is where you get the word logic. God says that you have to cast down logic because logic is the enemy of advancement. How many times in Scripture does Jesus tell you to do something that makes sense? Jesus doesn't tell you to do things that make sense. As a matter of fact, if you can control your vision, then your vision is not from God because God is never going to give you anything that you have the ability to control yourself. So Jesus will manifest himself as the resurrected Christ therefore having power and authority over every limitation in your life. Notice that he didn't knock on the door. He didn't force the door open. He simply appeared. He had a body that could be touched but was not restricted to the law of physics. So as God shows up, he shows up and notice he doesn't need your, your issues permission. As a matter of fact, he, he shows up to say to your fear, you are no longer in charge here. And I need you by the Spirit of the Lord to hear me when I tell you that Holy Spirit has come here today to break some things off of your life so that you can now move into all that God has ordained you to move in. Stop allowing what's in your past to hinder your future. Luke chapter 4, the word of God starts off by saying that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After the devil was unsuccessful in his attempts, the word says in verse 14 that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. He enters the synagogue and was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and begins to boldly declare, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Woo! Praise God. So then the Bible says that he shut the book, he gave it to the attendant and sat down. And as everyone's eyes were fixated on him, he then declares today, somebody say today. Today is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Today was the dawning of a new age then, and it can be the dawning of a new age now. Jesus declared to them that he was the one of whom that Messianic prophecy was written. He is the Savior. He is the Deliverer. He is the fulfillment of every need. Listen, today is your day to move past familiarity. Today is your day to launch out into your destiny. Today is your day of discovery. Don't succumb to logic and don't be terrorized by regret. It's time for you to go forth and say, I'm moving from this place. <laughs> it's time to step into your destiny. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, the Lord says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's time to define and break down doors that kept you contained. It's time for you to break out of familiarity. It's time for you to manifest as sons and daughters of the Most High God. It's time to align yourselves with the I am because it's in him that we live. It's in him that we move, and it's in him that we have our being. I talked earlier about Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. The Bible talks about how that there was a law set King Nebuchadnezzar builds this huge structure of statue of himself. And the law was that when you hear the sound of music, you bow down and you worship the statue. Three Hebrew boys decide, I'm not doing that. So it's found out that they refused to bow. They told Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar got furious. He, he brings the boys before him and he says, I'm going to give you another opportunity because the enemy will always give you grace to stay where you are. The enemy will always give you grace to make a decision to stay where you are. He says, if you bow, great. But if you do not, you will be cast today into this, fern this flaming furnace. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar told his servants, turn the heat up seven times hotter than it's usually heated. Then he says to his servants, I want you to take the three Hebrew boys, I want you to bind them up, and I want you to cast them into the flames. The Bible says that those servants of Nebuchadnezzar took the clothes that those three Hebrew boys were wearing and tied them up with clothes that they were wearing, and then they cast them into the fire. The Bible says that the flame was so hot until it killed the servants of Nebuchadnezzar. Whew. Boy, that's a word right there. 
when Nebuchadnezzar looks into the fire, he says, did not we cast three people into the furnace? True, O king, then why do I see four people loosed walking in the fire? <laughs> Later down in the text, it says, and their coats were not changed. So I need to go home and read Daniel 1, 2, and 3. You need, this is a powerful passage of Scripture. The thing that I need you to see is this. The king's servants took clothes that those three boys were wearing and tied them up with what they were wearing. What your adversary is doing, he doesn't have to go out and buy rope. He just ties you up in stuff that you're already wearing. Some of you are wearing hurt. Some of you are wearing, some of you are wearing unforgiveness. Some of you are wearing fear. So the enemy doesn't have to go out and buy anything to tie you up. He's just tying you up in stuff that you're already wearing. And when you should be going forward, you're bound by things that you're wearing because what you're wearing has the capacity to paralyze you. So when they throw them into the fire, the Bible says that they're loose and they're walking in the fire and their coats were not changed. Why is that significant? Because coats, when you study coats, you get the word mantle. When you study the word mantle, you get the word anointing. The number seven, when he turns it up seven times hotter, the number seven is the number of completion. So while you might think it was the enemy that turned up the fire, really it was God because God needed them to get into the fire to perfect the mantle that they were wearing. So when they come out of the fire, they're promoted. Now, instead of being ruled, they are ruling. And the Bible says that you are supposed to reign in life. The question is, what are you wearing? Because sometimes what you wear has the capacity to bind you up. And today, it's time to be free. It's time to move past where you are and move into the destined place that God has for you. God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end, to give you a purpose and a hope. He says, you will call me and I will answer you. You'll call me when you search for me with all of your heart. He says, I will be found of you. God is just waiting for somebody to call out to him out of a place of desperation because you're tired of being stuck. It's time to move from this place. I shared with them this morning that now I'm in this, I'm in this place with God where I'm saying to the Lord, I don't want anything in me or on me to hinder the liberty of your spirit from flowing through my life. 
So I'm just in this place of, I'm in this place of consecration. I told him this morning, this suit used to fit me right. Now I feel like I'm lost in it because I'm just in this place where I'm, I'm just, I'm going so after God because I don't want, I don't want there to be anything in my life that hinders me from my destiny. I know that I have a destiny in God. I know that there are a people that I need to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I can't allow things in me to hinder what God wants to do through my life and Neither can you. It's time to move from where you are. It's time to go after Jesus with a reckless abandon. Whatever I have to do to be serviceable to Jesus and just to have a love relationship with Jesus, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Turning off the television eating better because I don't want, I don't want poor health to be the reason why I can't serve God. Come on. Sometimes our, our, our eating messes everything up. And when we should be serving God, we're constantly having to go to doctors and, and getting worked on because of decisions that we're making not to eat right not to drink enough water. We well, all saying amen a minute ago. Not to, you can drink, drink more, drinking more water. Get away from that sweet tea. Drink some water, Southern folk. <laughs> Listen. Don't allow the cords of the enemy to keep you tied your past. It is time for you to move forward. It's time for you to go back to school. It's time for you to get out that business plan that you thought was over and you've done shoved it away somewhere. It's time to get that business plan back out. It's time to revisit the vision that God gave you when he gave you the plan. It's time for you to go after that promotion. It's time for you to move from your place. It's time to go after and get everything that God's ordained for you in this season. It's not his desire for you to be stuck. And listen, Jesus didn't save you for you to live safe. He saved you for you to take risks because he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So today, Jesus is about to step on the other side of that door that has kept you contained and has kept you concealed. It's time for you to be revealed and it's time for you to be released. You can never walk out your destiny under a false identity. Because if you don't know who you are, then you can't function in the destiny that God's ordained for you. But sometimes you stay in a place so long until you just become familiar with it. So it makes better sense for me just to stay here because at least I know what it is. And at least I know how to function where God says, if you could only see what I have ordained for your life, if you would just follow hard after me. Today is the day to step into your destiny. Today is the day where you say to whatever that door is, you no longer control the decisions of my life. 
Hallelujah. The first step is always the hardest step, but the first step is the gateway to your destiny. The first step is the gateway to the destiny that God's ordained for you. Stop looking in your rearview mirror. Stop looking at your failures. You know what? Failures, failures work in conjunction with success. Failure is not a bad thing. Quitting is a bad thing. Because in failure, you learn what you did wrong and you do something different. Failure is not bad because failure says that I tried. There are so many people who won't even try. You're so comfortable in familiar places until you won't move forward. Today is a new day. Today, the Lord is going to break those things off your life. Can you stand with me? Hallelujah. 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 If you're here today and you have ears to hear what Holy Spirit is saying to you, the question now becomes, do you have the boldness to step out of your familiar place and allow Holy Spirit to minister the life-giving power of Jesus Christ and infuse you with a tenacity to go after your destiny. If there's a yes, then I'm going to ask you to join me here at the altar. We're just going to pray together because I, I told him this morning, I told him in the earlier service, I had a whole different message prepared to preach to you until about one o'clock this morning and the Lord shifted it. So I know you're here and I know you're battling fear. I know you're battling hurt. I know you're battling woundedness. I know you're battling unforgiveness. And I'm inviting you right now to join me at the altar and we're gonna leave all of that stuff on this altar and we're gonna leave here today free. Come on. There's no judgment in this place, only freedom. Only freedom, only freedom. I'm tired of being stuck. I'm ready to go after my destiny. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a life to live. I've got a God to glorify. I've got things to do. I can't stay in this place anymore. I've got to move past this place. I'm going after God. I'm giving God everything in me. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get on the other side of my nevertheless. I'm going to move past this place because I'm not going to allow anything in my past to determine my future. And it may start with repentance. Lord, forgive me for giving away so many years of my life. But today, God is going to redeem the time. God is going to redeem the time as though you have never lost anything, but you have to cry out to him. You have to move from a place of desperation. You've got to say to God, help me to move past this place. Whew. 
Holy Spirit of the living God, let the wind of your spirit sweep through this house. Let the fire of your presence burn up everything that does not look like Jesus. Let the fire of your presence burn up everything that doesn't sound like Jesus. Burn up everything in us that hinders the flow of Holy Spirit in our lives. Father, we surrender every chamber in our heart to you. We surrender everything to you. And we say, God, be glorified in our lives. Come on, lay it on the altar. As a prophetic act, lay it on the altar. Lord, I give you my fear. Lord, I give you my pain. Lord, I, forg- I give you my unforgiveness. Lord, I give you my confidence. Be free. I need to be free. Whew. Lord, hear the cry of your people. Lord, hear the cry of your people. Hear the silent cry. Move them out of frustration. Move them into victory. Move them out of fear. Move them into faith. Let your love just wash over their hearts. Let this mind be in them, which was also in Christ Jesus. I decree by the Spirit of the Lord, it's a new day. I decree by the Spirit of the living God, it's a new day. And I t- I, let me say this to you, try again. I don't care how many times you failed, try again. I don't care how many times you've attempted it, attempt it again. Do it again. Get up again. Go forward again. Don't stay in this place. Move from this place and go after your destiny in God. Try again. Try again. Try again. God's got a plan for you that far exceeds anything that you can fathom. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. I don't know who you are. Get that, get that business plan back out. It's time to go after it. Get that business plan back out. It's time to go after it. God's going to give you investors. God's going to get people to sow into your vision. God's going to underwrite your vision. Come on, go back to school. Fill out that application. Whatever you're supposed to do, do it. Whatever you're supposed to do, do it. Whatever you're supposed to do, do it. And the God of peace will be with you.